This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. On the grains, 71% of corn was rated good to excellent, off 2% from last week, but compared to 57% a year ago. It is still a great crop if it rains in the eastern Corn Belt. Most deterioration was in Illinois, off 6%, Michigan and Ohio, off 10%, and Indiana, off 3%. Corn rated good to excellent in the northern Corn Belt improved 5% in North Dakota, 2% in South Dakota, and 1% in Minnesota. Iowa and Minnesota are the garden spots as we got eight-tenths of an inch of rain Monday. Pivots in Nebraska were not able to keep up with conditions losing 2%. Good to excellent corn condition improved 12% in Colorado. They must just spin a bottle in that state after crop adjusters have tied one on before they turn in weekly ratings. 10% of the U.S. corn crop has silt. Corn here is reaching out the leaves that the tassels soon pop out of. The forecast here cooled off with highs now in the mid-80s and overnight lows in the 60s, perfect for pollination. Otherwise, it is too dry on the eastern Corn Belt and too hot in the plains. The U.S. soybean good to excellent crop condition ratings were unchanged at 71% compared to 53% last year. Best looking soybean crop here that I've ever seen. The soybean crop is doing well with Louisiana at 87% good to excellent straight north to Canada. It is the eastern Corn Belt that is too dry with good to excellent ratings falling 5% in Illinois, 8% in Michigan, 7% in Ohio, and 8% in Kentucky. 31% of soybeans are blooming. Funds are still short 210,000 contracts of corn against 72,000 contracts of long soybeans. They have to have a reason to do more. They have not entered another short covering cycle. Weather models are what you would describe as erratic as they keep changing and have not given way to any strong consensus. Earlier heat forecast also has some rain and is cooling off. There was nothing threatening in our 10-day forecast. Most of the risk appears to be in the eastern Corn Belt. China was reported to be on pace to buy just $27 billion in U.S. ag goods this year instead of the $36 billion that they were supposed to in Phase 1. That is much better than they have done meeting their commitments to buy U.S. energy. They have only purchased $2 billion of $25 billion committed to for 2020. They reportedly bought an ocean of oil when it was cheap, just not ours, nor have they bought ethanol. Neither side appears to want to own up to the disparity between commitments and purchases. China did buy 202,000 metric tons of U.S. corn, which would be a start on trade talk of them buying 2 to 2.5 million. The upper end of the estimate would be near 100 million bushel. Most of that would be new crop, so would not cash us up in lagging exports for this marking year, estimated be still short 6.6 million metric ton. On the hogs, the South China Morning Post reported that U.S. military researchers found that when testing how long the COVID-19 can live on surfaces, that they discovered that it survived on animal pig skin for four days at room temperature, and longer when refrigerated. That appears to be the basis for their actions banning meat from plants around the world in which large numbers of workers have tested positive for the virus. This should be considered unconfirmed coming from the source. What was confirmed is that they stopped buying pork from two or more Brazilian plants with high COVID-19 positives. China appears to have crushed the virus in China 
having something like eight confirmed new cases compared to our 55,000 daily. Even if they are covering up, the ratio looks extremely bad. It is not the China virus anymore. There's no reason that I would know of why the pork cutout should go higher at this point. I doubt that people are going to run back to supermarkets for more pork after the holiday when the COVID-19 virus appears to be exploding. The supply of hogs available to kill this summer, given the backlog, is likely to be unlike any summer in my lifetime. The inability to quickly fill the downside chart gap from the bearish hog report appears bearish. China acts like it's up to something no good over pork imports. On the cattle... The cattle complex has gone through what could be described as a normal basis inversion from where futures discount a summer low at the discount to cash, changing to anticipating a market recovery moving premium to cash. I think that they have to be careful with that. Packers are still the only ones making any money in this industry. The COVID curve is not flattened, but the V recovery appears to be. Beef prices will be capped by the need to buy back beef demand. Beef has become affordable again. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 